Did the gaming industry love this whole quarantine situation? Are we seeing a new style of marketing and gaming? Let's see what's rocking in the world of business. Hey all, thanks for joining us here. Episode one of Rockin' the Biz. Happy to have you. So, you know, we want to acknowledge the fact this is episode one of the show. Dan, are you excited? Oh, I am so excited. Are you excited? I hope so. You guys can't see him. I can. He is thrilled to be here. So, hey, I want to talk about the show and what this is all about and some of the crazy things that we've seen during this whole quarantine situation. You know, companies are innovating left and right and so many emerging trends coming out in the world of business, good, bad, and different. And we wanted to make a show where we just talk about these trends, talk about these innovations, and how companies can take those things and startups and business owners and apply it to their business. And also how you can apply those things to your career. Uh, if you're looking for a job in an innovative new field, whether it's machine learning or AI or gaming or whatever the case might be, we're going to talk about all of it. Uh, we figured, hey, let's introduce ourselves. Who are we? Who are the guys talking to you? So Dan, you're way more interesting than I am. You have a way cooler background. Well, I'll let you start, man. Thank you for that. Um, I mean, I don't like to talk up myself too much, but pretty much I'm Dan. I have a background in game development, also in web development too. I started off as a programmer and a game designer. I actually ran into doing project management shortly after that. I worked for the Beard Club for a little while. I also worked in esports and I basically just kind of fell in love with the scene as well as gaming. Longtime gamer and I pretty much just love that industry so much that I basically kind of transitioned more into a marketing focused growth hacking role. Uh, so as of right now, I pretty much focus more on content marketing along with also growth analytics and that's pretty much what I do. Definitely not as interesting as my friend Dan over here who I've known for nine years going on nine years and oh, uh, man, too long, too worst long. <laughs> nine years of my life. So if anybody's <laughs> curious, I met Dan when we were in school at the State University of New York at Oswego and spent my senior year there doing career development services for kids, students, and tech kids, right, students. And, you know, for, for me, it was talking to those students about what their career was, what they wanted to do. And after I got out of school, I went into the insurance world and back office administrative and then moved into the B2B sales side where I've spent time doing training, doing leadership, doing that talent acquisition and, and running territories. So seeing businesses of all different levels in the B2B space and how they've innovated, what they look at, what trends are they following. And I've seen that within a company level as well, Fortune 500 company level. And we wanted to bring some of those insights. And Dan to talk about the growth side, me to talk about the career and sales side and provide everybody here with value and content. Our hope is that with this show, this episode serves as a bookmark for us to come back to and laugh at ourselves for starting out and some of the things that we did maybe wrong because there's always ways to improve, but for our future listeners to come back and see where we started and to say, hey, you know, I could do something similar. I could grow something. I could start too and let this be the foundation for that. Before we get into this episode's content, we're going to be talking a little bit about the COVID situation, about quarantine. None of that is meant to be taken lightly. And, you know, on behalf of both Dan and myself, just want to say all thank you to all the essential workers. Thank you to the people that go out there and risk it every day to make sure the situation goes away soon and 
for everybody that's lost somebody, we're, we're thinking about you and uh, we're in this together. We're, we're going to get through it. So without further ado, let's hop into the show. Hey, Dan, you know about gaming. What are we talking about today? So we're going to go over a little bit of PlayStation 5, of the PlayStation 5 reveal, as well as also the Xbox showcase. So we're going to go over the Assassin's Creed teaser trailer. I, for one, am pretty interested in this game. It's basically in style Viking. Uh, and if you ever uh, watch like the show like the Vikings, uh, you're probably going to be really excited for this one too. Uh, in the beginning, I actually thought that this was going to feature the uh, very famous Viking conqueror, Ragnar Lothbrok, uh, who you probably have seen on the Vikings himself. He's the uh, main character uh, for a little while until he dies. Um, I just spoiled that shit. Spoiler alert. So there we go. Um, So anyway, uh, yeah, I actually thought that it was going to be featuring him, but it's not. Uh, So pretty much if you know like the Assassin's Creed games, it basically goes over a period of history, like from the past, kind of alters it a little bit and you basically play as a very agile character like almost kind of like a ninja assassin uh in these different periods i think like uh, what, what were some of the periods uh because i know like you played some assassin's creed too uh, i actually believe it or not have not and this is actually the first assassin's creed game that kind of um, interested me but what were some like the periods of history where they went through it was like rome i believe was one of yeah, them yeah you know going back to college and thinking about it i watched a lot of our friends shout out to aaron if you're listening I watched him play it, man, and they covered Revolutionary War. They covered Greece. I think they covered, uh, I don't know, did they do Egypt yet or no? I don't think so. I think you might be thinking of Prince of Persia. Yeah, I, oh, I love Prince of Persia. I know for sure they that covered that. Sick. But Assassin's Creed, I really know, uh, you know, the first couple during the Crusades. And then you had, um, again, the one in Greece and the one in the Revolutionary War. And I think I'm probably missing a couple in between there. Uh, yeah, that, that'll show you when I was and when I wasn't in college based on, you know, what ones of the games I remember, but, you know, talking about it, you, we're talking about the gaming industry today. And while we might be switching it up every once in a while, you know, we were just excited as gamers ourselves to see some really cool things coming out between PS5 and the Xbox showcase, which Dan, I don't know if you read about this, that Xbox showcase got a lot of heat, uh, negative too. Yeah, I mean, gamers complain a lot. I mean, what can I say? Um, pretty much being in that industry, I've heard uh, pretty much like every single complaint, you know, just following the news, every single complaint in the book. And I mean, not like I'm trying to trash anybody here, but for real though, uh, I think that the Xbox uh, Xbox One X uh, looks really interesting to be completely fair with you. I, I'm not so much of a console guy to be fair with you, and I'm much more and I'm much more of a PlayStation person in the end. But I will say that the Xbox, you know, th- that the new Xbox def- definitely does have some features to it that are quite interesting. Uh, but people are always complaining. Uh, people are always complaining about everything today. Uh, I think that you know today with gaming, uh, with gaming companies too, they are going to get a lot of heat. And the thing is that whenever people start putting in their initial thoughts if you notice this they give their initial thoughts like oh this thing is crap like oh my god this thing sucks then all of a sudden when it actually comes out they're gonna fucking buy it anyway (laughs) they're gonna buy it anyway so you know they're gonna be giving microsoft their 500 dollars, and they're gonna be buying it the console that they say that it sucks that's what happens you know loud and clear from dan the man himself and i think what really drove a lot of people crazy about this one was just the lack, it was a gameplay showcase and there was no gameplay. And you know, the topic of today's show was the Assassin's Creed reveal, which was seven or eight hours of them designing the cover art. 
it got people so thirsty. I'm going to use the word thirsty for gameplay content. They wanted to see this thing in action. And when it came time to show it, you know, people are saying that Microsoft just dropped the ball on it. But, you know, I think the way that they revealed this thing, and again, this, this show between Dan and I, we're, we're probably going to butt heads a little bit on some of these topics. And you're going to get- Oh, we are. Opinions. Oh, we we're definitely are. If I wasn't on Zoom right now, I'd probably punch him in the face. But, you know- Thank God for the quarantine. Yeah. With this reveal, it was seven hours of them slowly showing the cover. You got to watch the artists at work. You slowly saw the setting. Most people knew it was going to be Vikings. Most people were following it. There was rumors and spoilers and everything in between, right? But when they showed it, you got to see the whole thing. And it was just an innovative way to release a game. It wasn't just a standard teaser trailer or a regular trailer. It was a, hey, we know people are at home. We know they're sitting on Zoom calls all day. What can we do that will be on all day for people to flip back and forth on? What will we be able to show people so they can be engaged and go on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and make their comments as we're revealing it while they're at home working? Because we all know you wouldn't be able to get away with that in the office. Well, some of you may, but uh, for most people, they wouldn't. And what, what do you think about all that? Well, you know, in dire times, you have to change your tactics of marketing. Like pretty much, even though that people are, you know, have more important things on their mind right now than buying a video game console, such as like their health and also protecting their family and friend, you know, and close loved ones. Uh, people, you know, companies still need a market. They still need to um, sell their product. So you have to adapt in order to survive. And pretty much what they're doing here is they're, assessing people's viewers like when they are online which is basically right now for a lot of people almost all the time so they basically kind of picked for the people that are working at home for the people that are probably at watching uh you know netflix or surfing the internet the times where most people are online to reveal this and they know like obviously they all know this stuff gathered from different data from different websites and they pretty much just formulated this conclusion of like when to promote the trailer for the new Assassin's Creed game. And this basically can go uh, for like any product really, but the video game industry, as you know, is one of the, is perhaps the biggest, it's not even like one of the, it's the biggest entertainment industry right now. And what they do is they basically know everything about you and what they're going to do is they're going to find the best time to market to you because they know that you're going to talk about it. So they know how to build up the, the hype for it throughout the, throughout the calendar year. And then they know when to drop the trailer to get you to start talking about it. So if you notice at certain times when things are being revealed to you on the internet uh, for these upcoming games and stuff, and if it's kind of you know surprising the specific time, or if it you know might not be that surprising of the specific time when they do this, but when they do it, they're doing it at a certain peak time, and that basically is going to get you to sit down you know with a bunch of people on you know YouTube live, seeing the chat blow up and people spamming stuff in the chat and being really annoying, and then you're going to basically you know, watch like a one or two minute trailer and then basically go from there uh, to keep spamming that chat probably if you're one of those assholes. And then you're basically going to go off and like go, you know, complain about it <laughs> as, as everybody does after um, or just discuss it. Yeah, well, you know, I think, 
And it's funny you say that because there was a lot of spam in that chat. I followed that thing for an unhealthy amount of hours. I may or may not have watched the entire thing. Uh, I was, I would just, I would zoom call trailer, zoom call trailer, zoom, like back and forth. Right. And there was so much going on in that chat, so much going on on Twitter, but you know what, to me, that was nuggets of gold for not only the company of Ubisoft, but also the competitors, you know, what data can we glean from this? Cause people were saying, I want this time period. I want this kind of character. I want this option. Don't use that option. So if I'm, you know, the developers over at Ubisoft making this game, I'm thinking to myself, well, this is, this is good content to know. <laughs> People have spoken, whether they're going to listen or not is a different story. But if I'm a competitor, uh, if, I'm, if I'm a developer over at a PlayStation 5 exclusive, you know, I know they have a, a couple of games similar coming out. I'm taking some of that content and saying, hey, this is what people want and what people don't want. Like all that stuff is data that you could be using. I mean, is that, is that something you've seen in your time in the gaming industry from, you know, that perspective of either marketing or growth hacking? I've seen it more on the marketing side for sure. Marketing is all about assessing data and then planning the best strategy to spearhead the audience, uh, you know, like from that standpoint, uh, basically by concluding like the best course of action to take from that data. Uh, from the development side though, pretty much, early on you're going to be deciding like what this game is going to have in it, how you're going to monetize it. Like that's going to be from the get go, but marketing is going to always be changing because you always have to kind of adapt and kind of learn like what the audience likes and what they aren't going to like. And you want to obviously double down on the content that they do like. So pretty much in the case of, you know, like uh, for Assassin's Creed for the Xbox, they had this stuff planned like, uh, like you know, like years potentially even in advance not just for the development of the xbox console but and the game but also like for their marketing strategy based upon previous data now you know obviously for like you know indie game studios and i'm kind of talking about this from like more of like a lower level standpoint but it's mainly uh you know studios that are just starting out that are not really sure what their audience is like they might have an idea of what their audience is but they don't exactly know how to make their brand or their voice unique in this space. Now, Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed and, uh, you know, Xbox and Microsoft, like they all have like their own specific voice, their own specific slogans. And that's how they, you know, have conducted their branding. So people are already used to that. They kind of know what to expect. They kind of know that Assassin's Creed is a history game and, you know, they have a type of, you know, specific content that they're going to kind of, you know, go for that they bite for, you know, and this is kind of what uh, Microsoft and Ubisoft already know about. And that's what they work into their marketing strategies. Yeah. It's safe to say that there's so much data that goes into the modern marketing. And what was innovative to me about this was the way, again, it was revealed this long teaser all day long while people are at work, but not really at work. Cause we all know people were flipping back and forth and watching and I saw it firsthand. I saw that chat number of live watchers go up and up and up. Even some influencers, when they're doing their live chats, you know, I think about the nine o'clock in the morning shows and like the seven o'clock on Sunday nights, you still don't see that many thousands of people. And obviously you got a following that big, it's going to come. And I think about other industries and I think a, tr a transitioning point for us at this point in the show is talking about how can other industries adopt what we saw here you know, Dan, I might put you on a spot in a moment. I'll give you my example. It's totally, probably the most unrelated industry of all of them, and that's restaurants. So I'm thinking about this teaser being revealed. I'm thinking about 
these guys showing this new character and this new setting and this new environment. And I thought about it more and more and more. I'm thinking to myself, how can industries do something like this? You know, it, think about restaurants. That's where my mind went. If I'm a chef at a Michelin star restaurant or a place in New York City, you know, we both live in the New York metro area in New York City. If I want to unveil a new dish, if I want to, you know, get a mail list together, maybe I mail people, they pay for it. I send them some ingredients. I cook it live and they cook it as I'm cooking it. Or I'm unveiling this new big thing that's going to be on my restaurant and I do it live over the internet. I mean, this stuff has been going on for years. It's not necessarily new, but I feel that with this whole quarantine thing, it's become in the limelight more. It's more requested to see this live and content, this live engagement. And especially if I'm something like a restaurant or a bar and I could get people's feedback or, oh, I wanted to put chives in that. Oh, I would do the buffalo flavor instead. That is all usable data that I could take back to my menu and, and figure out and think of. And that reveal has more to it than just, hey, here's my new dish. Hey, here's the new menu item. Instagram picture, check out this new thing. I could show you as I'm coming up with it and keep you guessing. What does he make? What could this be? You know, what, what do you think? What other industries are, you know, what are you going to piggyback on that? Do you think makes sense? Well, I would probably say that not studios, but like, like entertainment channels, like, like HBO, like, sure. you know, basically like that, you know, uh, because I think that, you know, like they're trying to push all these series and, you know, basically like their own streaming apps and pretty much like they're piggybacking off of this idea too, uh, that, you know, if you look at like a key figure of what people look at in data, it's the time when most people are surfing the web and like when they're at work and you kind of judge that, but now everybody's you know, in front of the computer, everybody's in front of their phone. Everybody is, you know, basically like connected to the internet more often than they were before. So now, believe it or not, uh, they actually have like unlimited, like they have like people's attention, like for throughout the day for so long right now. And, you know, much more than they did before when people at school and, and work to go to. So I think like with this, uh, a lot of other industries are piggybacking off of it. And now with the whole COVID thing, they have to, they could also use it as a, you know, a marketing strategy too, about like how they're helping out with the, with the efforts, how they are actually going about, um, you know, like promoting wellness during it, like, you know, promoting safe practices, uh, you know, like the whole stay home uh, hashtag, uh, the whole like stay home, you know, almost like a, um, you know, practice following uh, all this stuff here. This is something that people, uh, you know, in, these huge marketing firms have been incorporating into the marketing strategies. And it's, uh, you know, like I, I've seen like, you know, commercials that have been using like the whole COVID thing. And sometimes I can't even tell like what company it is. Like that's basically like how similar some of these marketing campaigns have been to each other actually. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, you know, even though this was going back a couple of weeks at this point, at the time of recording, it's late May. So we're looking a couple of weeks when this happened and since it came through, I still have seen some buzz around it, around the game itself specifically, but that content is still out there. Again, at the time of recording, you can go and watch this whole clip around this game being revealed, see the data points that are being shared in the comment section, in the live chat section, and you know, shout out to the artists that did this thing, man. It's a good looking cover. It, oh, is yeah, a, totally. it is a great looking cover, and they did that. Uh, now, listen, I don't know if it was really live or if it was pre-recorded and shown as live. It doesn't matter. They did a killer job. Uh, so shout out to those guys. I think it was Boss Logic. Uh, definitely check them out if, you, uh, if you're interested in, in taking a closer look at the work they do. It's, it's killer stuff. So, you know, Dan, I think with that said, let's transition a little bit. 
we talked how business can maybe implement this from a data perspective, from a live stream in a restaurant, just ideas that we're throwing around. You know, this, this show is meant for people to think. We don't want to tell you the answers because candidly, we don't have them. <laughs> we don't pretend to have them. We're two guys that are, you know, analyzing the world of business from our perspectives and giving our thoughts. We want engagement. We want people to think. Tell us your thoughts. Find us on social media. And at the end of the show, we'll talk more about where you can find us and on what platforms and a little bit more there. But I want to segue a little bit to a segment that we like to call Rock Your Career, where we talk a little bit more about the innovation on this show and what you could be doing if you want to get involved in that specific industry or follow that innovation as part of your career. I'll speak a little bit to it, Dan. I'll pass it off to you after to give your thoughts. But I'll tell you what, if you're an aspiring designer, developer, artist, graphic designer, anything in between, listen, take some time on a Saturday morning, wake up at 5 a.m. or whatever time makes sense for you, go on YouTube, watch this whole reveal from beginning to end, take your notebook out and take notes. Pause it at the right times to see what tools they're using. Just take good notes of everything you're seeing. What filters did they use there? What brush did they use when they were designing that landscape? What assets are they putting into this thing? That is almost a masterclass. Now listen, they're not talking as they're doing it. It's not a live tutorial, but you're seeing everything they're doing as they're doing it. Take some time to analyze that. If you're an aspiring designer, especially, even down to what program are they using? There's a lot of really good content baked in there. Go to the LinkedIn page for Boss Logic or Ubisoft. Connect with some of the artists there. Hey, you know, I saw your work on X, Y, and Z game, or in this case, I guess, Assassin's Creed. And, you know, would love to connect, have a quick Zoom or a quick phone call to talk a little bit more about where the art direction came from, what you would recommend for someone like me. Bonus points, if they go to or went to your university and they're an alumni, they will talk to you. I guarantee it. So reach out to some of those folks. Dan, what do you what do you think? So I've actually, believe it or not, I have talking. I have actually, sorry, I have spoken to developers from Ubisoft and from major gaming companies. Square Enix is another one too. Um, so when reaching out to them, you also have to keep in mind that they may not be able to disclose to you everything, if not like anything at all. Uh, but they might not, you know, be able to tell you everything that they did with that game. And sometimes they're com- it's completely confidential. The reason why is obviously because the companies want to protect some of their key secrets. So try to ask more general questions if they can't, if you can't come up with them, definitely think through what exactly it is that you want to get out of these developers because obviously bigger companies are going to have more restrictions for them. Uh, On top of that, obviously, you know, if you are coming from a you know, from a more game development background, if you are working in video games or if you want to work in video games, you know, this is a AAA studio and they're going to have completely different budgets than what you have. They're also going to have, you know, a you know, a team full of veterans and people that are just very, you know, killer at making video games. So you really, in some ways, can't always measure up to everything that they're going to tell you. If you really want to get started in, you know, the gaming industry with this, and like if you're trying to get something out of, uh, maybe not get started, but like if you're trying to find advice from these developers, I would say just kind of ask them a little bit more about their life experience and what exactly they did. How did they get their start? Try to see if you could see what they did before they got into Ubisoft and then use that as the advice that you probably will most likely need. Nice. Yeah, that's a really good point. Something I didn't think about. You're right. They, 
they will have restrictions on what they can say. I do think general questions are best and you want it to be a phone call. You don't want to, some people will be really hesitant to share via email or a recorded message, something. So at least a phone call you, you could take and you can move on with and uh, gleam some insights. But listen, they're doing you a favor by giving you their time. So, you know, ask some general questions, get some good feedback, but really all you have in a way is right in front of you. I would just watch that thing and learn from it. Again, take as much detail as you can. Have a little notebook, jot it down, watch the whole thing, regardless of the case. But I think it's a great opportunity to learn a little bit more on how these AAA studios are designing. So this takes us towards the tail end of our show. We wanted to make this first one a short one, a sweet one, talking a little bit about the gaming industry. We'll be visiting this industry a little bit more in the coming weeks with some of our future episodes. But again, hit us on social media. Let us know what you think around, what did this reveal mean to you? Did it mean anything? Was it really that innovative to you? Did you agree with what some of what we said? And what industries do you think could take similar content and start to innovate around it? So you could find me personally on, on Twitter, at Peter Rukas, R-U-K-I-S, no space. Uh, same thing on Instagram and then LinkedIn. If you know how to use LinkedIn, go ahead. Just type my name into the search bar. No ads, none of that stuff. Just go ahead and find me. Feel free to connect. Feel free to shoot me a message. Always happy to talk to people. Won't cost you anything other than some time. Promise that. And uh, we'll have the blog and website and everything up soon. So keep an eye out for that. We'll be sharing it on the social medias. And, you know, we'll have the Rockin' the Biz page up on social media as well pretty soon. Working on it already. The tag's out there. You can find it if you want, but it's really not uh, set up the way we want it. And listen, we're not, we're not going to hide our mistakes on this show. We're not going to sugarcoat anything. You're, you're going to get raw content from us. And, uh, we know we look forward to having some guests. If you want to chat with us, if you want to hop on and talk about a concept that we covered, let us know. We'll, we'll have you on. We'll talk. We, we would love that. So Dan, I'll pass it off to you. Where can people find you on the internet? Yeah. You guys can find me at Ninja Surprise or Ninja Surprise 59. I'm oh my gosh. On it. Uh, yeah, I know. Now I gave away my uh, secret identity. You're so over the top. Anyway, I am over the top. Pretty much just try either Ninja Surprise, Ninja Surprise 59. I don't even remember my own handles, um, but I'm virtually like on pretty much every single social platform. Uh, you can also follow my blog, which is literally just at Ninja Surprise. I've uh, been trying to work on that, growing that. I've been working with Peter on a lot of stuff. So, you know, definitely pay attention. And we got some really cool stuff for you. Hey, awesome. Well, thank you all for joining us. Episode one, we look forward to rocking with you next time. Stay safe, guys.